The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. So, what's on your heart today, Monsignor? Today, I, you know, this is such a powerful time, especially for people who are concerned about their lineage. You know, I've just, yesterday, for some reason or other, so many people are, have come to me, and I, I, they're just so concerned. You know, there's this mother who came to me, and they had, uh, previously I had ministered to them, they had a daughter who, who had a baby out of wedlock. They themselves got married because this child, who had this child out of wedlock, so they themselves, before they were married, she was pregnant. And he had figured out that he was conceived before his mother and father were married. And they were concerned because they really wanted to see if this was a pattern in a cycle. And she wanted me to break what she felt was a curse of pregnancy before marriage. And so I prayed with them. And it didn't seem as if they were unhealthy or there was a curse or they were mentally. No, nothing like that. There wasn't any. So it was just a matter of breaking the cycle, which I prayed about. But then I I get this call and this family, it's in the hospital and they're there with their their mother, and these three sons are having a terrible time. Now this is before Christmas, and they're they're ta- and their mother is having serious operation. And two of them have felt lied to by their mother that their father wasn't who they thought he was. That is, the, his, the, that one of them was the husband and the other two were conceived by some other man. I think we've just lost the sense of the most important truth about our lives. Every human being that is in this world, every one of us, God made us. When a particular sperm fertilizes a particular egg, that soul, that is made by God. You are God's creation. Most important for anyone who's listening to us, especially at Christmas, you are God's son, God's daughter, because of Jesus. The most important truth is the love that God had in creating you and the love that God has for you in taking you into the image of his child. The suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ not only took place in the year 33, but when he went back to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to send us his spirit upon us, that we might be united with Jesus. This Christmas is you 
united with Christ. This lineage of Jesus is traced out for every one of us to tell you, every one of us, you are in this world because he made you, he loves you, and not only did he create you, but when you were totally lost, every one of us, in sin, what was the sin that I had as I come into the world? Me, you, original sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve. They're the ones who put us under the power of Satan, who put us under the power of sin, the original sin, and gave us this distorted nature that we have, darkened intellect, weakened will. This came from them, every one of us. Or do you think you were born from a, a, a really healthy stock? You weren't. You were born in sin. And if you continued in that state, you were going to go to hell without Jesus. But thank God, in the year 33, this is the truth. He came into the world to save all of us, every one of us. What is your lineage? Well, look at Jesus' lineage. Then St. Matthew goes over with us today. The Gospel of Matthew, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zarah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab became the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uzziah, Uzziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah, Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud became the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Mothan, Mothan the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. 
Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus, he could have appeared when three men appeared to Abraham. That was an apparition of God. Next year, you're going to have a son, they said. He could have done that if he wanted to. No, he wanted to come and be born. That's what Christmas is, to take on our nature. You know how long it took God to prepare Jesus and that lineage? He chose an individual, Abraham, and from him he chose a lineage. All of this in preparation for what? For you, for me. He wanted me to be one with him in his son. God preparing my lineage spiritually. The sum of generations is 14 from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian deportation, and 14 from the Babylonian deportation to Christ. What did Jesus come into? Our family, all of us, from Adam and Eve on down. What was his purpose in coming? He saw that we were lost. They weren't good. God is good. What's the story of Christmas? God's infinite love. If you are in this world and you are listening and you have been baptized into Christ Jesus, you are God's child, made by God because he loved you, redeemed by God because he loved you with no merit of our own. None of us deserve. We don't really deserve that divine love. There's no merit in us for our salvation. There's no history from you to Adam and Eve. There's not one person who really merited the divine love. There was one who was prevented from that sin. God, because he is the one who has this divine plan, could prevent one of whom he was going to be born, his mother, in anticipation of the suffering and death and resurrection of his son, could prevent and keep her from sin. And that's what happened with her. Mary, who was the mother of Jesus and was going to be his mother, in this same book of Matthew, is shown to be that woman who brings into the world Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, we find out that the conception of Jesus who came into this world was initiated by the Father who sent his angel to Mary, who was full of grace and highly favored. There it is revealed to her that God had a son, and that God wanted his son to be her son. 
since no one in this world, you saw the lineage, she knew well that no, no man comes into the world without a man and a woman, and she had vowed virginity. God then revealed that I don't only have a son, I have a Holy Spirit, a third person. That spirit will overshadow you, Mary, and the one who is to be conceived in your womb will be by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by a man, but by God. The Most High will overshadow you, and he who is conceived in your womb, Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God. And this is what we're preparing for. Not a celebration. We did that. What are we celebrating? That you and I are so loved by him that he has come into us. That you and I are him in the world today. The darkness that clouds our hearts and our minds when we think that my entry into the world was the virtue of my mother, get over yourself. No, it wasn't my mother who was holy that was going to conceive me in her marriage bed. Maybe some of us were conceived before our parents were married. So what? God made me. When you are looking at Christmas as a child who was conceived before your mother and father were married, is that what your dignity is in? Look at Jesus. His lineage came from a human stock that did not have. There's prostitution, adultery, all kinds of, of fornication in there, in that lineage. And incest, he wanted to be one with us. And so he chose this lineage. He chose this little nation that came from Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes. He came from that lineage that was sold and lost in Egypt. He came back and saved them and hammered them into a nation across the desert for 40 years. He gave them Israel as their home. That history is in the 45 books of the Old Testament. And then the New Testament begins. Read it. This is it. Matthew, Luke, John. Into this world has come the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. It's the good news. What is the good news? He came into the church. He came into the world through baptism. He suffered, he died, and he rose from the dead. When I was born, I was born with pus, and so were you, every one of you. Not one is listening to me that didn't inherit that darkness that came into the world, that the story is there. It's in Genesis. We we were born in sin, as David said. We were conceived in sin, as David confesses in Psalm 51, which we pray, do you know that? 
You were conceived, everyone, in sin, born in sin, and you yourselves are sinners. Don't go blaming your mother and don't go blaming your father. You have sinned. I have sinned. What is Christmas about? Jesus has saved us. Our holiness is in us. He is close at hand. He is near us. This whole Advent journey is a whole journey inward to see, my God, he really is. I am holy. I have been redeemed. He is in me and I in him as the Father because you have been baptized into Christ Jesus. Saved from sin was the one that the poet calls human nature's solitary boast, Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. That's what the angel said to her, and that's how we call upon her, our heavenly mother. We have everyone once those boys arguing about what their mother told them, don't go there. You have a mother, Mary. Go to her right now in preparation for Christmas. Go to your father. Thank you, Father, for sending us Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for suffering and dying and rising on the cross. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming upon us in our baptism and filling us through the waters of baptism with the life of grace and Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that we died with him when we were baptized, that through our baptism and some of us who are confirmed through our confirmation and those of us who are ordained through our ordination and those who are married through your sacrament of marriage and especially all of us as we prepare for Mass at Christmas, Christ Mass, Christmas, as we eat and drink, whatever was the circumstances of your conception. Don't make that the most important. You were put there because of God. Supposing you're in a deep depression today and Christmas is coming. Sometimes the darkest days, psychologically and emotionally and mentally, come upon us at this time of Christmas. It's cold, it's dark, it's damp, it's freezing, it's whatever. God is so in love with you. I also want to remember many times people on the other side of the equator who will be listening to us and hearing this message at this time of the year where it's so sunny and warm. God loves you. He's the cool in the shade and he loves you. He is the, the ever-flowing, thirsting, loving God who slakes your thirst in the heat. God 
is your father. He made you. Jesus is your redeemer who suffers and dies and rises for you. Jesus is the one to whom you are united. And the Holy Spirit, hopefully this Christmas, will unite us more deeply than ever before, that Christ may live in me and in you as we prepare for this wonderful feast of Christmas. Monsignor. Yes. You hit on a core wound. Yeah. You hit oh, on yeah. those father oh, yeah. and mother wounds. Oh, good Lord. I, you know, when I was listening yesterday to these stories, they just happened. And they, they, this journey is, is so unfolding as I'm going along. It's opening my eyes. Look at the same things that were wounding these people today. I have wounded all these generations in the past, but they that didn't stop Jesus from coming. He look what he chose. And what I heard you saying, Monsignor, especially for those who are listening and, and going through your retreat right now and reflecting on all this, there is okay that that call to to get your paradigm straight. I mean, that's what you're doing. Take a look at it this way, and they are. And this may be for some a new way, you know, that God wanted me. He's our true ancestry. But dealing with those mother and father wounds, those hurts, those perceptions that formed an identity, maybe for 20, 30, 50, maybe plus years, this is how I always understood things. What would you have them do in these days now? Yes, get the correction on that, but there's that that call to forgiveness. I kind of heard you saying that as well, even though it wasn't explicit, but to forgive the parents, move forward. I hope they'll do that. But I hope all of us will do this. All of us. You were born, no matter who you were born from. You you could have been born from the most saintly. They didn't give you that holiness. It didn't come from them. Yeah, my mother is this old Italian lady, and she says a rosary all the time. That isn't where you got your sanctity. Get this paradigm straight. She is full of anger, passive aggression, all kinds of other stuff that eventually will come out in a counseling session. And she doesn't want you to leave home because in that culture, they, they want to surround you. I had that. Don't you dare date anyone who's not Italian. That goes on. That happened right in my room. And it's the culture. And she thought anyone that was was taking her son from her was trash. And yet she herself was in such an unhappy marriage because they were enmeshed. And so what is the stuff that you really want to get straight? All of our parents are sinners. All they ever infected you, was with that sin. The only one who is your father, who is free of sin and wants to free you from sin, is God. The only one who is love itself, who loves you for who you are and made you as you are, is God. And he gave you your perfect self. And who's that? Jesus. 
and he is in you through baptism. And that loving return, which you have a capacity to do now, comes from the Holy Spirit who is in you, transforming you into Jesus, the Holy Spirit, through your thoughts, through your words, through your actions, constantly perfecting you. The Trinity is really your divine love, which begins at baptism and will never end. It's eternal. You have been called not to live 88 or 90 or 100 years. You've been called to live forever and ever for eternity through Jesus. This is what Christmas introduces us to. This Advent journey, if you want to journal it, every single one of us has to stop thinking that we inherited this great stuff. I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud of your Polish culture or of your German culture or of your French culture or of your Arabic culture. No. What I'm saying is whatever is good in it comes from your Father. And only the Holy Spirit can really filter through what will free you from what Adam and the devil has done to that culture that designed this world to be so dark and your family to be so imprisoning and enslaving. Only in him is our freedom. Advent experience can be such a searching inventory that you could do within your own self, whatever you have been affected by, and especially the American culture, which is so enslaving. And all of us need freedom. God bless. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.